Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here at Smooth Criminal, we cover crimes from the sublime to the ridiculous. But this case is really quite amazing. I mean, we've had stories of people stealing dildos, um, scooters from Walmart, and pretty much everything in between. But in Patagonia back in 2012, a Chilean entrepreneur hired a refrigerated truck and headed into the icy cold depths of Patagonia to steal five tonnes of ice. And not just any ice, ice from a glacier in the Bernardo O'Higgins National Park. But why? Well, to sell the ice as designer ice cubes to bars, of course. Now, I'm not sure how they valued the chunk of glacier this dude pilfered, but it was estimated to be worth £3,900, and the authorities charged him with theft and violation of a national monument. Unfortunately, the glacier known as Jorge Mont is retreating at an alarming rate of half a mile, or just under a kilometre, a year, giving global warming cynics a chance to say that the glacier isn't disappearing because of global warming, but because of thieves. Rug up, groovers. This is going to get chilly. I'm Tori Hodgman, and welcome to the Smooth Criminal Podcast. Thanks to Smooth Criminal Groupie Katrina of Tasmania for choosing the theme for this week. If, like Katrina, you've got an idea for a show, you can leave a note on the podcast platform you're using. You could join our Smooth Criminal Groupies page on Facebook or flick us an email at smoothcriminalchannel, all one word, at gmail.com. As I was researching and writing this episode, we're in the midst of a really stinky hot day for Tassie, like it was 41, which... Kind of feels like 46 in other parts of Australia. So the cooling effect of the topic was really appreciated while I was writing it. Today, however, I'm recording and snow is expected in Tassie. We've gone from like 41 degrees Celsius to 15. So now this topic's making me feel a little bit brr. But anyway, the topic was fascinating to research. And at the start, I honestly didn't think I was going to find many crimes involving ice. I actually wondered if I was going to have to say that the iceberg that sank the Titanic, killing, I don't know, around 1,500 people, was actually one of the biggest mass murderers of all time. But fortunately, the planet's populated with so many strange people, and some of those weirdos also happen to be criminals who aren't very smooth. So let's get on with episode 17, Crimes Involving Ice. Now let's start with an excuse offered by a drunk man in Sparta, New Jersey, who crashed his car while he was off his tits and he tried to create his own defence. So what he did before the cops arrived was he poured water on the road and then he said to the police that black ice had caused the crash. Now the fact this dude could barely walk or speak coherently gave him away, but even had he appeared sober, the little wet patch on the roadside probably wasn't going to convince the cops there was black ice there either. 
And if that dude wasn't smooth enough, let's look at some cases where ice, although I am tweaking the topic a little bit, it's more snow, but when snow turned out to be the undoing of several smooth criminals. In 2007, Rashawn Preston had just robbed his employers and then fled the scene, leaving a deep and very visible trail of footprints right to his apartment. Needless to say, Preston was subsequently arrested and in addition, he was immediately sacked from his job. Over to Hackensack, New Jersey, cops came across a crash stolen car and simply followed footprints in the snow right to the house of the culprit, 23-year-old Peter Pasquilio. And arsonist John Hague, also a dentist, made a massive boo-boo back in February last year when after setting fire to a boathouse, he walked home in the snow and police arrested him there a short time later. And now to a couple of bungling idiots in Arkansas who broke into a liquor store and stole a soda vending machine. To get the machine away from the scene of the crime, they propped it up on a dolly and then pushed it through the snow, leaving very deep tyre tracks all the way to the backyard of their house. The tracks went for over a mile and the police simply followed the track and arrested the dickheads at the other end. And in another case where ICE helped identify the offenders, this break-and-enter case from Ohio in the United States is truly bizarre. So, as it turns out, ice cubes from a convenience store led the cops right to the four twits who had committed a crime. In August last year in Goshen, Ohio, a woman was knocked unconscious when she discovered four people had broken into her home and were attempting to rob it. By the time the cops had arrived, this woman had come to and the criminals had fled the scene, but this is where things get interesting. One of the crooks left a blue insulated cup at the scene that had at one point in time been full of soda. And upon inspection, the soda had all been drunk, but there were still ice cubes in the cup. And one of the officers recognised the specific and unique diamond-shaped ice cubes and knew exactly which convenience store they were from. So Officer Greg McAllister went straight to that store, checked out the CCTV footage, and there on the screen were the four suspects, with one of them holding the same blue insulated cup left at the scene. Aaron Lawson, Jeffrey Coombs, Aaron Pappas and Joseph Snyder were all indicted for breaking and entering, complicity to robbery, complicity to disrupting public services and buying drinks from convenience stores. Okay, okay, I might have made that last one up. Now, I also found some weird laws regarding ice while researching this episode. For example, if you throw a snowball in Provo, Utah, you're breaking the law. Under their legislation, snowballs are categorised as missiles and you're not allowed to launch any missile at buildings or people. Over to Illinois, where for some strange reason, it's against the law to ice skate on the Riverside Pond in June and August. Presumably it's fine the rest of the year. The English writer Giles Brandeth asked Simon Bresch, a renowned crime novelist, how he would commit the perfect murder. And he said the perfect murder weapon is probably an icicle because you can melt the evidence once you've committed the crime. Now, during my research, I stumbled across an ingenious work of fiction which suggests an even more perfect murder weapon. And as is often the case in Smooth Criminal, sometimes the truth is stranger than fiction. 
Now, as a kid, I loved Roald Dahl. His black humour resonated with me and his books challenged me to rethink what we were told were good kids. I don't ever recall reading Dahl's story, Lamb to the Slaughter, as a child, but it certainly would have intrigued me. So it's essentially a story about a woman called Mary Maloney. She's heavily pregnant and she believed her husband has a mistress and was going to leave her. So she decided the only option was to kill her husband, Patrick, who also happened to be a police officer. So Mary murders her husband by smashing him over the head with a frozen leg of mutton. But this is where the story is so clever. She then roasted the mutton and served it to the detectives investigating the death of her husband and their colleague. By eating the meat, the detectives essentially destroyed the evidence. So while today our topic is ice, and we have found some crimes specifically about ice, which we've already covered in this episode, we've extended the theme a little to include frozen icy items as well. So to France with a story that's similar in theme to the Roald Dahl short story we just discussed. A French court ruled that poultry, and in particular chicken, constitutes a weapon when they considered the case of a 35-year-old man who attacked his girlfriend with a frozen chook during a drunk altercation. As a result of his cold-hearted actions, the man ended up with a 24-month prison sentence. The judge declared the frozen chicken a weapon of purpose. However, I was unable to find out what happened to either of the birds in this story. And it seems the chicken basher isn't the only man who selected frozen meat as his weapon of choice. In 2013, a 51-year-old Pennsylvania man by the name of William Neugebauer faced charges for attacking his wife with a package of beef minced meat, or as you guys say in the US, ground beef. William's wife, Wendy, had severe bruising and swelling on her ribcage and told the cops her husband had used the beef mince as his weapon. Okay, so let's give the guys a break and now look at a story where a woman attacked her partner with some frozen food. Also in 2013, but this time in Florida. Dawn Elaine Barron, age 45, caught her husband at Walgreens, which is like an American drugstore, what we call a chemist, a pharmacy. Uh, Dawn caught a hubby at Walgreens with another woman, grabbed the bag of ice creams her husband had just bought and proceeded to attack him with it. As Barron's husband and his girlfriend tried to escape, Barron chased after them, hitting the man with her fist, her car keys, and now the fairly fucked up bag of ice creams. Later that day, Barron was arrested and charged with a misdemeanor domestic battery charge, and her cheating husband probably never ate that type of ice cream again. Let's go to Antarctica, because firstly, we've never had a case from Antarctica in this podcast, but also the whole icing, it just made me curious, like, how does the law work in Antarctica? Well, firstly, in Antarctica, crimes are relatively rare and usually only occurs because of a bit too much drinking. And in my research, I discovered if you're convicted of committing a crime in Antarctica, you're punished according to the legislation of the country you're from. 
Now, fights are usually the cause of any criminal charges, but people in Antarctica have also been charged with illegal drug use, racing motorbikes through environmentally sensitive areas, attempted murder and arson have all made the list as well. There's also been a few indecent exposure cases, but holy shit, what a brave person you must be to get your bits out in Antarctica. Frostbite of the penis, anyone? Thanks so much for listening to the latest episode of Smooth Criminal. I'd love it if you guys could rate it on your podcast platforms, maybe write a quick review and share it with your friends. You can listen to us on heaps of platforms, including Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, the Smooth Criminal Podcast channel on YouTube. And hey, if you do listen to us on YouTube, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe. Thanks again to Smooth Criminal Groupie Katrina of Tasmania for this week's suggestion. And if you've got an idea for a theme for a future show, you can join our Facebook group, Smooth Criminal Groupies, Pop a note in your review on your chosen podcast channel or flick us an email at smoothcriminalchannel at gmail.com. So that's it for another week. And remember, don't get hit by, don't get struck by an icy cold criminal. (laughs) 